man don't like to get mixed up. Mix up, mix up. By pushing me mountain, something I can't do. Hello and welcome to the Mix Up. My name is Kyle and I am here with Sam. Here. And Sean. Pow. Wow. We are back for our greatest last songs on an album of all time episode. Last week, we uh, definitively decided, well, not really, but we decided (laughs) that it was Give Me Shelter was the greatest first song on an album, mainly because... We couldn't keep the debate going. The episode was too long. And we all loved that song anyway. So it was a nice consensus. Uh, This week will be interesting. I feel like last week we all knew there was that song. That was the genesis. That was the reason why we decided to do this month. This week, coming weeks, going to be a little bit more up in the air. Uh, Don't really know what the other guys have picked. Don't think they know what I've picked. So it's going to be an interesting chat. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll have some crossovers, guys. I don't know. But uh, I'm looking forward to this one gonna be some surprises i reckon yeah i had an interesting time with this one it uh it i sort of decided this is what i did i kind of went along my cds that i still own that i'm keeping for hopefully be collectibles one day so i've done a little bit more of that this week rather than really kind of deep deep thinking deep deep diving i thought i sort of thought to myself let's think of some of the ones that are, are really enjoyable to me um and i kind of went that route instead I found some bangers. Uh, so, mm. how about you guys? How was it the week? Uh, quite a lot of the same albums as last week came up. Um, almost as though they're some of my favourite albums. <laughs> um, and yeah, me too. Go on. Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say, I've chucked in a couple of hopefully modern ones where I thought uh, they might not be like the best ever, but I thought they did a good job of closing off their albums. <laughs> that's cool yeah I like that that's fine I've also picked um, a mix yeah. up song oh shit yeah funny really? enough that's interesting yeah that's interesting. only just decided that might be a good place to start yeah start right there Sam well m- Mi Gente aka The yeah. Crowd by Hector Laveau yeah Ooh, that's a good show I mean just closes it out brilliantly you know sums the whole thing up great great song great album and a great man really if we're honest i was gonna ask you guys because but yet last week but the episode kind of ran over i was gonna ask like what do we think the best mix-up uh sort of first track is but maybe that's a whole nother episode i don't know like um difficult isn't it it's difficult i mean uh, 24 uh, characters I don't know. Is it? we all love the album we all love the album we all love the album yeah I, 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 yeah i don't know I think I think that would be the favourite like last track on a on a mix up album, definitely. Probably, yeah, probably. What the mi- what Mihente? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I struggle to think of many other. I mean, certain tracks are good because <laughs> they're at the end and the album's shit. Yeah. What are you guys looking for from an end track then? Quite a lot of mine have got a strong sense of uh, like uh, elegiac about them. So some of the ones I picked, mm. I picked Moonlight Mile off uh, Sticky Fingers. I picked Slim Slow Slider off um, Astral Weeks. Tower of Song, Leonard Cohen off I'm Your Man. Um, Champagne Supernova. Uh, just mm. these are all like quite, yeah, elegiac, graceful, like, uh, you know, very, uh, just quite meditative closing out. You know what I mean? 
sort of summing up yeah, summing so... up an album and just giving a strong sense of closure. Yeah. Sean, what about you? What are you looking for? I mean a bit of that, but also I like it when uh when somebody just like hits you with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of there too. I'm kind of there too. I I I um I guess I don't it depends on the band maybe depends on the type style of music I was just thinking because of what I was saying last week with modern music and you were talking about the modern songs you've picked Sean that I was thinking well if they're nowadays they're trying to put their big hits first are they that bothered what comes last like the further you go down the more chance there is of flicking over to another album so has the mm. last song become less pop, less of a big deal to certain certain aspects of the music industry, not every uh, you know style or genre, right? Um, Depends how much you I don't even know if it really. Album, right? Yeah, I don't even know if it. Like for me, I just want to like, I want to have like a like a good time with the last song. Um, you know, it's got to be a bit of like a sort of it's like a good stomping tune, I reckon. Uh, definitely, like Sam says, sum up summing up the album, maybe a little bit of all the themes in it, almost. And I know you guys will hate this, but almost like a musical where it ties everything up at the end with musically anyway, not necessarily with the story, but musically. I quite so, like that. Um, if it's like, yeah. uh, if it if if the album has like a couple of themes that are running through it, I like I like it to be tied up. That is quite nice. Mm. Mm. Um, but if it, yeah, if it's sure. just a collection of songs, like and you know, it ends up just being a good album, I don't I don't mind. So a good one of that to just you know tie it all up with all the themes and I just literally thought of this I didn't actually write this down but Eclipse on Dark Side of the Moon, which I think is just a fine song. There's nothing like amazing about it, but it ties it all up into this big kind of crescendo, mm. um, and that is pretty amazing actually. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> that came up in one of the lists I looked at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, anyway. So, Sean, what were the modern ones you had? I'm kind of interested to... to uh, I'll ones. start with one that isn't that modern, but modern-ish. So I went with um, Libertines on the second album, What Became of the Likely Lads. So I thought that was... If they didn't get back together, like, you think about that song and, like, the myth around, like, uh, Pete Dockett and Carl Barat and, like, how they, you know, how the band got together. That song sort of encompasses the entire career up to that point, like... The whole story of them um so like that one was like really good at tying up and you know you, all those themes run out throughout their first those first two albums so i thought that was that's a really good ender because it's like it's one of those ones where their entire career is based on like this idea of like male friendship and betrayal and that sort of stuff and it's all in that song yeah so that yeah, was very one cool. of the ones i don't know that, i don't know um, yeah, I was just gonna say I don't know much about the album, so I was gonna see what Sam thought about that. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, yeah, I think everything Sean said about it is valid. It made made me think what was the last track on up the bracket, and that's I get along, isn't it? Yeah, which is also a good one. Some bands have a, some artists have a knack for doing good last songs, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote down four Bob Dylan ones. Because a lot of people, like we said last week with some of the rap artists, right? There's there, there's always seems to be an intro on in a lot of these big uh, songs, but a lot, and this doesn't this doesn't just apply to rap artists. I think a lot of people do outros, mm. like, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's just, just called outro, but it's like a song that's part of another song that fades out, or like there's there seem to be a lot of that when you're like looking around. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I thought that was a bit strange. But yeah, what was the other one, Sean? Sorry. Uh, so I had two others, and probably you guys were. So I put uh, Phoebe Bridges on there. So I don't know if you guys have listened to that album, Punisher, that came out like uh, two years ago. Um, so she's like uh, Phoebe Bridges. So she was, she's like an indie emo folky singer. I've recommended her before, but the whole she's got a song called I Know the End, and basically it's just a song about the end of the world. Um, <laughs> so which I thought was like a, you know that's a good way to end an album and it starts really slow and then goes gets really massive and ends up with uh, just hissing into a microphone uh, <laughs> as if everything's been destroyed and it has a sort of like uh, you know comment like commentary on like Trump uh, in there so I thought that was like a like a cool modern take on ending an album and I've, I can't think of anyone other than maybe the Doors which we might get on to, who, who do like an apocalyptic end to an album. Uh, so I, I thought I that was that pretty down. cool. Yeah. Uh, the other one I had, modern one I had on the list, and you're just going to laugh at this, is Lana Del Rey. <laughs> on um, yep. her album Norman Fucking Rockwell. Uh, and uh, it's, it's uh, I can't remember what it's called, it's the full song's called like, Hope is a Dangerous Thing for a Woman to Have. And I thought that was also like quite full a cool title. one about a like a woman going mad, so and then ending up coming out of her madness, which is quite a good way to end an album. So yeah, those are the, the modern ones I put down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, I had, um, I, <laughs> I, I, so I guess like classic ones that I had, sort of that I, I give a mention was uh, "Fight the Power." Oh yeah, uh, Public yeah, Enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought like. That goes to what we were saying, I guess, where you, you, I kind of like, you want that punch at the end of the album, right? And like those Public Enemy albums, quite a lot of songs, and there's some really great ones, but there are a few duds on each album, right? But um, that is just such a brilliant song to end with, uh, it's Fear of a Black Planet, because it's like, you know, it's, it not only encapsulates everything about the album, it just the whole band in general. Um, and you know, and even now, right? It's just something that lives on and on and on. So, uh, really, really cool tune. And obviously, building on that, I went to Rage Against the Machine. I know we talked about them last week. With yeah, Bomb I was. Track. I put this down as well. But, yeah, I. I mean, Bomb Track is a good song, but when you go through the rest of the album, it becomes like for me anyway. It becomes the sort of weakest song on the album, even though it's like a great little intro. But the last song, Freedom. You know, it's just this absolute like cry of anger, and the fucking riff is just one of their best ever. Um, and it's really smart uh, as well, isn't it? Because it's like yeah. the both of those two. It's like they keep you listening to the end because you're like, oh, now I'm gonna hear "Fight the Power" or "Freedom." Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it was like I remember when I first like really was listening to the album properly, and it was like my favorite on the album for a long time because it was just like this pure, like the pure anger of it you know just used to properly resonate so um yeah i put that one down as well so i guess they're quite similar ones uh in that respect i think the other like hip-hop one i had was nuz it ain't hard to tell mm. but then that whole album is just fucking brilliant from start to finish yeah yeah you're back yeah i'll tell you <laughs> what just like, like, well. yeah. <laughs> I, I realize everything i said about what i wanted them when i was younger i think i liked the ones like you've just said where it's properly like closes it off with a bang Hmm. And not so much now, but probably just because I don't listen to as heavy music as often as I used to. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's probably all it is. Yeah, for My sure. taste has just mellowed, but I still appreciate that. Yeah. Like, well, you as reeled a... some off for us, Sam. Uh, did you have any, uh, like, one that particularly you wanted to big up, big up? Uh, I mean, I would actually probably say the end. Um, mm. It's just so, I mean, yeah, it is overblown and a bit silly, but in terms of being, like, what the doors were about and it being utterly, like, iconic... Uh, but in terms of like musical history and really really famous and one of the band's great moments I'd say A Day in the Life and or Tomorrow Never Knows have got to be in the conversation I had A Day in the Life and I I think that might be if if I was objective about it I might be like that's the best one yeah I think if you're looking at it from a musical history point of view I prefer tomorrow never know it's revolver right yeah never knows. Yeah, yeah yeah i think i prefer that as a song um so i don't know but I yeah think I, it's I really f- jokes that the the doors put the end at the end of their first album because like just imagine <laughs> pitching that to your record company and being like so this is what we want to do i know it's our first album but can we can we do this uh weird thing at the end yeah. and they're like yeah sure. <laughs> i think it's great it's a great um it's almost like quite satirical, isn't it? It's yeah. just like it's it it, it, it kind of like Sam says sums them up. But just going, I think we can all agree on that the, the end is just a good tune and a, and a great entity album. But going back to the Beatles, so last week you guys, uh, Sam particularly, was talking about how you know it was hard to pick a first track from a Beatles album because it was never like your favorite. Would yeah. you say a day in a life or or was it a tomorrow never knows with like your favorite on those albums or? Is it kind of like because it's the end of an album for you, you kind of view it in a different way? Tomorrow Never Knows is definitely. Sorry, Colm. Oh, no, you go. Well, Tomorrow Never Knows is definitely one of my favourites on Revolver, but Sgt. Pepper's my favourite songs on it are She's Leaving Home and With a Little Help from My Friends. Um, Mm -hmm. I think A Day in the Life is, like I say, it's the most important one. and it's a completely like iconic Beatles song, and it usually comes out top when they do like lists of the best Beatles songs. But as a personal favourite, no, I don't listen yeah, it's to not it often. A for personal favourite of mine either. I just think it's like the best example of them showing off and being like, yeah, uh, yeah, we're just gonna do like five musical styles and be really dramatic, and you're just gonna sit there and listen. Thanks. Yeah, I was never a massive fan. I agree with what you said about Sgt. Pepper there, but the only reason I was asking wasn't necessarily uh, to, to with the like talking about the Beatles in particular. It was just kind of like, uh, are you sort of like look because you said, oh, I, I didn't really pick any Beatles first tracks because they're not my favourites. Mm. But is there like something different about the end song where you're kind of like, oh, actually, like I can see why that's the, at the end it ties it off really nicely I yeah those case, two so in particular yeah like so take a day in life right whereas the first song it's like well it's fine it's not my favourite I'm not particularly that bothered we're going into the album right now exactly. because it's like an, because it's like an iconic band right but you need the end song to be good because otherwise it might leave a the lasting I'm, impression I'm asking the question yeah yeah no I think I, no, I think feel? that's I think it is arguably more important than the first song yeah, because yeah, there's nothing coming after actually, that next. No, so my um, dad sent me a couple of messages, and he said like, uh, you know, for him, like we when we was talking about it, the first one I think that jumped in his head was 
good times, bad times, which we mentioned, right? I think you mentioned Sam on Zeppelin one. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's fine, but how many more times is way better for me? Like, I just loved that song when they played it live. The whole like, the just absolute like madness when the drums come in. It just they just sort of flipping out of nowhere. That whole album is is great. It's got this kind of like bluesy rock sound. But how many more times then starts off this new kind of Zeppelin sound that that then goes into Zeppelin 2 and it's sort of like a so it's not only a great end to the album it feeds into the next one and I think like um, that was, I don't know if that's obviously me putting that on them but uh, weirdly in hindsight very very clever and then I think so it's almost like, yeah I like good times bad times but I'll get through it and and because I want to listen to the rest of the album and I'm excited to get to that end and then I'm like oh shit let's put on the next one I'll put and then hold our love comes on. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I think I, when we've, when I've been thinking about it this week, I do really like the start of an album, but I think I am uh, more hoping that the end of the album is good because if I'm going to listen to the whole thing, like I try to do a lot of the times, it leaves that impression. It's the same on the mix up, like we're just talking about. Sometimes if the last two or three songs are some of the worst on the albums we listen to, you forget about the start. Mm. It's just like, well, that was shit. <laughs> you know, because you've had to listen to it so many times. Yeah. And it, like um, it, I mean, it, I don't know which one is more important, but it, I think it, it makes it really hard if you have a bad first song and a bad last song. Like, <laughs> if, yeah. if your hit it's singles almost like, are in don't the write middle, the album. or you're like the, <laughs> yeah. the best, like the catchiest songs are in the middle... Like who's gonna who's gonna like put the time in or listen to the rest yeah. of the album? <laughs> Ariana Grande put all three hit singles at the end, didn't she? Uh, yeah, interesting. That was a, that. Yeah, I've never seen someone do that before. Normally, you'd have like one at the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end. I mean, obviously, she knows what she's doing. Uh, she's. I think it's ballsy, but I think then right. Okay, well, let's talk about this. There must come a point where, as an artist like Ariana Grande, especially nowadays, right, the pure sort of like. You know the amount of exposure you can get if you're a top top artist, right? If you're a top selling artist, you could probably just do that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like well. I mean, like I say, she knows people are going to download this album anyway, so she knows how to do it. She's had a more successful musical career than me, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I think like in the end, you just you just put them where you want to put them, almost, and it's like well, we like it there, we'll put it there, because (laughs) everyone will download it no matter what. So there probably is an aspect of that. Um, uh, Sean, did you have another one? Can I can I pitch some weird ones? Because I thought we should put some weird. Uh, ones. Go for it. Like go some, for it. Some things where people have taken some risks. So I put on the list Damien Rice's O because uh, it's got that song Esco on at the end. Uh, oh right, yeah, yeah, has yeah, yeah. The random opera singer for no reason. Yeah, I really enjoy album. that song. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I and I still quite like it, but I always think. I don't really understand why there's an opera singer there. It's really dramatic, and I and I quite enjoy it, but I don't know. I don't know why that's happening. Uh, the other two weird ones I had on the list were David Bowie on Hunky Dory. Is there's a song called The Bewley Brothers, uh, which I think is about uh, one of his his actual brother who had schizophrenia or something like that. Uh, okay. And there's just this weird Cockney bit at the end where he's like, "Bring me some gravy." Repeated like over and over again. <laughs> I don't know that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was that yeah. was a joke's thing to do on like probably one of your most popular albums. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah. the one that capped it all for me was uh, the master 
soul singer Donny Hathaway on his self-titled oh. Donny Hathaway because he ends it with this Christmas mm. and I was like yeah why wouldn't you have a Christmas song at the end of your album that's the end of the year and it's like yeah, one of the best Christmas great. songs ever yeah you listen to one how many songs I hope they're 12 though they're yeah. better be 12 songs I can't remember and then you go you listen to one song a month yeah and you're fine I was like this, that is, this, is, that guy's this is more genius than I thought it, it was unbelievable yeah I think if you haven't heard or heard Donny Hathaway, you need to do yourself a favour because it's just like, just one of those sort of talents that's never been fully recognised, right? Because he was a producer, right, Sean? First and foremost, I guess. Uh, and yeah. then, but he had these albums out that are just astonishing. Just a great songwriter, a great producer, a great singer. It's just madness. It's really bizarre. It's like three perfect it. albums and they're all really different to each other even though they're recognisably soul music. Yeah. Well, here's uh, a couple of, uh, I guess, uh, weird ones for you as well, right? So I had, um, I don't, I this I'm not even sure I like any other song on this album, but here comes a regular by The Replacements on the Tim album. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know why, but I really, 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 that song, I just love that song. I don't know why. I think... Um, there's just something about the lyrics that they're just so they're so like downtrodden. I mean, it's very kind of like teenagey, you know, but it's just um, something that it's something that's always kind of stuck with me, and it probably like uh, sums me up a little bit. I think sometimes I don't think that's a good thing, but um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, that's I, that song. What I like about it being in, on the end song is it's proper ballsy because it's so depressing, <laughs> and like, and they just like all right, it goes at the end. And, and so I guess what we say to start, I do believe that, but also, like you're saying, Sean, with the hunky-dory thing, it's like, well, if you can do something just completely off, like, like, you know, that doesn't, it's not like a feel-good factor at the end of it. It's just a bit weird or a bit whatever. I, I think, well, fair play. Yeah, I, li- I like a ballsy move sometimes. Yeah. Like, the end is like a ballsy move as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All apologies on in Utero, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So it's like... In oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. right that's what i mean it's like that whole i mean that whole album is insane but then also it just ends in that kind of really like slow kind of like really like almost you know mundane white way but it's just a brilliant song um and i wonder if he hadn't like, died though if people would think that was such a like a you know a tribute interesting point well you could say that about a lot of a lot of artists yeah right? you could died young and had, <laughs> you, you, you know what i mean like speaking of um, which I picked mm. Voodoo Child Slight Return as well. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. <laughs> it's like that is a pretty good fucking last song. Yeah, that's <laughs> I thought you could have any 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 from any of the Hendrix albums. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh man. Voodoo Child though, like or Voodoo, Voodoo Child Slight Return. It's um Yeah, it's just like uh, What a beast. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's one of those songs that's like, you know, if you even go uh, top 20 rock songs, it's it's there, right? So it's like it's like Purple Haze. I know like they're, like, they're his two sort of big, big ones that everyone remembers, but there's a reason for that. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, um, yeah, but that riff is just ridiculous. Uh, so I think that is a very, very, very good shout. I, I had that one down as well. Um, what about uh, some like, cinema cinematic classics should we call them they're they're in widescreen so what i'm talking about is jungle land on born to run Mm -hmm. uh, and purple rain 
Yeah, well, Sam won't agree with that, but I had Purple no. Rain down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love Purple oh, Rain. You know, I'm, in, I'm in a minority. I mean, I looked it up and every, all the big critics say it as well, but I've just never yeah. got him. I've never <laughs> understood what all the fuss is about. I know. Just I don't know. get it at all. Yeah, never, yeah, yeah, never yeah. got it. But there we go. That's another. Comp- no, I understand. Jungle Jungleland, think... obviously, I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think Purple Rain in the context of Prince is brilliant because everything that he has he did before that is nothing like it. Right? It's like it's all funk. It's all disco. It's upbeat. Most of it. It's mad virtuoso shit. And then he's like, oh, by the way, this is going to be the title song. And this is also the title song, not just for this album, but this is the movie's title, by the way. And it's like, oh, okay, play this song. It's just this mad eight-minute long fucking slow thing, which, <laughs> you know. And I think, like, it just... And they're all like... I'm reading things about where all the producers and the producers of the film and the albums are like, oh, you're mad. This is not... You can't have this song as the title track. You can't have this song as the thing on the album, you know, as the film. And, he, and he's like, mm, it's happening. And I, um, it's it's just in, it's just such a great tune. The guitar yeah. sound, that oh, I love it. it. But it, it's it's weirdly it's weird. Like I think it's like it, it's aged well, but it's also so eighties. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But uh, yeah, I, I really like that one. Here's one maybe we can all get behind. But I thought this was quite an odd choice in a sense of the artist because it's it's such a different song to what they normally do. But redemption song. On yeah. Um Only odd in a sense of like, it's such a unique song to Bob Marley, right? Because uh, it's just acoustic guitar. Uh, Arguably the best song we've discussed. Yeah, Pro- I, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Overall. the lyrics. Yeah. It's just. Uh, it's a, it's just a fucking banger. Uh, and you know, uh, maybe like his most honest song as well. Like, I, I think the only reason I didn't uh, pick it is because uh, mm. so many like buskers play it, and you're like, "But, but you're yeah, white." Yeah, bro. but I, you have to say it. You have to say it. On a personal note, I really love Jar Live. Um, on the <laughs> album. It's like I think that's just an absolutely lovely, beautiful tune. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's I just know. great, isn't he? Really? <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> like, I was listening to him the other day. I was listening yeah. to uh, "Is This Love" and. Um, Natural Mystic, and I was just like, man, Bob Marley is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, I was um, like, I'm gonna put, one, I'm like, gonna put one down for the like the most British uh, final song on an yeah. album. So yeah. I went with the Bag- jams down down in the tube station at midnight. Whoa! <laughs> Which yeah. is it's, it's a really good song, right? But also just for the like the line, they smell like pubs and one with scrubs, because I think that that does just say a lot about this country. Like, no, I was like, yeah. yeah. They I smelt smell. like pubs yeah. and wormwood scrubs. What a lyric. <laughs> yeah. I picked Train in Vain as well off uh, London yeah. Calling while we're on the subject of punk. Yeah. Oh, the jam. <laughs> Isn't that about oh, a guy oh, getting oh, beaten oh. up in a tube station? Yep. That's all yeah. it's about, isn't it? By it's racist, guy... yeah. Uh, so, oh, this okay. is why it's so quite it's about British. Racism. Because yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> about the other one that's really British, and uh, just because it's so depressing, is um, on Joy Division's Closer, right? Decades. Uh, oh my it's lord! Just, it's just like a like it's, it's the only one where I can think of where it's like an actual funeral march. Um, that's how they decided to end the album. So I can't really do Joy Division. I don't get it. I don't get that. <laughs> I enjoyed the film about them though. I thought that was a good film. 
what's it called again? Uh, is it Party People? Is that the film? Well, there's 24 uh, Hour Party People, and, the, and there's one. one that's just about uh, Ian Curtis called Touching from a Distance or, or Control. It's called Control, based on the book Touching from a Distance Control, by his yeah. widow. Uh, I, I love yeah. 24. Uh, very down. I didn't get it, like it much. Mm. Um, mm. But 24 Hour Party People. It was all right. People, it was mostly. Really it was, yeah. It was mostly Samantha Morton going, I'm sorry, Ian, because she, she played his wife. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Twenty-four hour party people is. Uh, I always think of being more about the Happy Mondays than about Joy Division, to be honest. Uh, but it's oh, half yeah. and half, really, isn't it? I guess but so. I never, yeah. But I was. Uh, I guess it just the uh, Happy Mondays bit stuck in my mind because they fed the pigeons uh, rat poison and they all died. Which classic is, Happy classic Mondays. Happy Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess the one that I had here that probably you wouldn't expect from me was, and I just really like this song. Uh, I think the album's alright, but I really enjoyed the song. Was um, "Oh Children" uh, by Nick Cave? The bad singer. Yeah. On the Abattoir I, yeah, blues I, album, I really. That's really another like that really song. dramatic I love one, isn't it? That song. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of builds on what Sam was saying with that kind of like it, it's this sort of big build up, right? And love this, you know, the choir comes in, and it's just so like almost quite over the top, which isn't really normally their thing. Um, but I think it's really quite a beautiful song, actually. Uh, I wanted to pick a Nick Cave one, hmm. but I just couldn't. I couldn't like think, and like I think, for some reason, the the song that I think should have been a final song on one of his albums, he he put it right in the middle. Uh, <laughs> so it's a song called "The Carney." I don't uh, know if you know that one. I'm not sure, I do know. Or at least uh, it's about some murderous carnival folk. Uh, it's about eight minutes long, and it's it's terrifying and. Uh, a lot of like stuff about uh burying people in the ground uh so yeah and i was like that sounds like the end of an album <laughs> yeah i will freely admit like i was uh i'm pretty latecomer to nick cave right and, and just sort of listening to his stuff and that in general but mm. like uh and to be honest perfectly dead honest with you the first not the first time but the i remember watching the when i was watching that fifth harry potter film not fifth one sorry the seventh one the part one one yeah. Where Harry and Hermione have the little dance, which I just think is a weird scene, but this song is playing in the background, and I remember like <laughs> just sitting in a cinema, and I was like, "Oh, this is a really good song for this moment." It's just, and it was so random. <laughs> it was it like, a really you know, weird choice for yeah. It was so a random. Film, really, isn't it? Well, I I read something, and I don't know if this is true, that it was Daniel Radcliffe, like he wanted that song. Like they asked him what song he would like, and he picked that one. That makes sense. Which, He's known for being yeah. a big music fan, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, which I thought was quite cool. But like I remember watching that part of the film in the film, and I was like, this scene makes no sense whatsoever. I don't understand why they're doing it, but I really like the song they've chosen to go with it. <laughs> so it's kind of like ah, oh. and then uh, it kind of like it led me back down and i remember listening to that whole album but uh yeah i think it's a really cool ending definitely um anyone else got any big hitters <laughs> i wrote I down so. uh, mr know-it-all from inner visions no, that's fair, mm. yeah. uh, inner city blues from what's going on yeah um, that's probably Sarah's... my favorite one on what's going on yeah uh yeah prob- mm, yeah that or the title track or God is Love for me but yeah it's got to be one of them Sarah Sad Eyed Ladies of the Lowlands Buckets of Rain and Desolation Row Uh, Mm. Dylan Heavy and Street Spirit by Radiohead oh yeah what on uh, the Benz Benz. yeah I think I think Mm. Dylan overdoes it 
on those ones. Oh, I like <laughs> them, but I just think, nah. What, all four of them? Uh, oh, no, just the, the really long ones. The like, Oh, Sad Eyed Lady of the Lowlands, I think he does. Desolation Row, I uh, think is a brilliant song. Uh, but Sarah is probably actually my favourite. Buck- although Buckets of Rain, the best bit of Buckets of Rain... I really like Buckets of Rain. Well, and also, mm. have, have you ever noticed when he finishes, he sighs at the end. It's just fucking... Br- he just goes... And you're like, man, this guy has put his soul into this album. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I would say I too. think uh, as a as a lesser uh, scholar of Dylan <laughs> out of the three of us, that Buckets of Rain would be my favourite out of the three of them. And for an end song as well, uh, I think that's a really... And like you say, Sam, I, I'm not saying that I actually remember until you just said that, that he sighs at the end, but it's just quite a cool way to sort of tie it off right the whole album just especially in like a proper Dylan kind of way which I quite like yeah. thing is yeah, though, it's just, that's a really good tune. incredible is, good tune. is the best final Dylan song is on the band's first album <laughs> I, shall be, I shall be released yeah did which Bob is... Dylan write I shall be released I thought the band wrote it he wrote no it. he wrote it oh yeah, yeah of course he did yeah 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 yeah. So, yeah so that's why I probably didn't put any of them on there because I had that on the list and I was like yeah I'm going with that Imagine being yeah, able. Yeah, yeah. Imagine being able to write. I shall be released and uh, just give it to someone else. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, one more. Maybe one. One more big hitter. Uh, mm. Kyle won't agree with it though. Uh, mm. um, Pet sounds. I'm all, Beach Boys. Uh, I'm already not agreeing with it. All right, yeah. Caroline. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's you know what's strange about that in terms of sequencing that album? I mean, it is obviously a masterpiece, right? But the best song on it is track, what God only knows is what track eight. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, not I'm not Caroline Noah is brilliant. I'm not arguing that it isn't. But for me, what other can you think of many albums where the best song is the blatant best song is just randomly put at like track eight or seven? Oh, I don't know, mate. I mean, I'd have to. No, Seems strange choice, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Given how much of a like uh, he's known for being a perfectionist and everything, you know? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, random question, but yeah, uh, I, I will. Uh, as Sean as as Sean has alluded to, I will. I will never understand. Uh, our thing with the Beach Boys. Of the, well, anyways, <laughs> I don't know. That's me. I'm in the minority. There. I've that's answered. My thing. That's my thing with. It's your. It's like you with Prince, I guess. You just don't I just get don't it. Understand. To me, they're just like, like Abba, but with men instead of two women. Who it's take that like, back? They just like oh, to me. Like Abba they, have song all, they have the. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't. They they just have lovely, you know, lovely tunes that are really pretty, and it's nice and everything. And that's how I and and that's how I feel about Abba. Like I don't really. Yeah, that's just my that's my personal thing with them. I to, to answer the other question, I don't really know the Abba I mean, albums look, that well to say. Yeah, I've only got Abba Gold, I haven't got a rival or anything. <laughs> no, I've answered my own question by the way. God only knows is track one on side two on the vinyl. Uh, so that's why. So that's yeah. why. My dad, yeah. my dad also mentioned that because I think we were talking about songs in the key of life, and he said I was getting a bit confused. But then it was because you have the two sides, you know, and obviously he would have listened to that back in at least. Has probably still has it like on vinyl, right? So, yeah, there's um, I guess that's the same for like 
the Zeppelin ones. I didn't really think about that. But yeah. Yeah, and Bruce. Maybe the same as well. for a lot of those things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Bruce calls it the four corners strategy. So if you look at Bruce albums, tracks one and and whichever closes off tra- uh, side one. So on um, Born to Run, it's got starts with Thunder Road and ends with Backstreets. And then side two would start with. So I'm sure, but then like, the if, one, like I think. but like you just said though, so Pet Sounds side two starts off with that, so it's like that's pro- that's just something that they always had in their head, right? Yeah, you yeah. got side one, side two. You need a good start to both, and you need a good end to both. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Oh, just for the sake of my own clarification, yeah, side two of Born to Run starts with Born to Run. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah. makes so sense. The worst song. The worst song. <laughs> I'm gonna put a spanner in here. How do we feel? Yeah about like the weird meta ending on um uh there's a riot going on on Sly and the family stone where they cover their own song and mess with it <laughs> i mean you know i uh, thank, genuinely thank did look up Sly F- yeah i genuinely looked up Sly and the family stone albums and didn't read none of the last ones jumped out at me because i have one of them i have that and i was like well I mean, it's ballsy, like we were saying before. Go, go, give him that, right? It's uh, mm. a ballsy move. Um, I mean, you, I find yeah. it hard to say anything negative about there's a riot going on, really. <laughs> it's true, so, yeah, it's a great album. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just legendary. I got, um, I got, yeah. listen, I have to mention this. I have to mention okay, this tune, okay. right? No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Actually, I did be, I'd be semi-serious for a minute because I, I, Over the Rainbow is the last song on the Songbird album by Eva Cassidy. And I was like, well, that's just freaking amazing. I already talked about that in a recent episode, so I'm not going to go too much into that. But I wrote Over the Rainbow and I was like, right, that's it. That's my favorite. That's the best one for me. That's my favorite I've done. And then I was like, well, no, wait a minute. And then, of course, listen, like I've said to you before, you get to the end of the album, right? You skip forward four minutes and 41 seconds and you that is the perfect the last four and a bit minutes of free bird by leonard skinnard right is the greatest ending to an album i thought i thought it just fades out (laughs) but the thing is is it fades out like as great as free bird is like free bird is only only the greatest song ever when you've had six to ten pints (laughs) <laughs> right? like I, I like I know no, before sure. that it's a good song after that you're no. like yeah I want to stand on a table and sing this while people are just chucking beer around I'd find so... it virtually intolerable if I was drunk to be honest I disagree the first four minutes and 41 seconds are boring as shit and arguably the most the bo- most boring four minutes on the whole album I think the album's quite a decent upbeat <laughs> pretty cool album Tuesday's gone is an underrated track um, whatever right but like that first four minutes and 41 seconds of Freebird is fucking boring and but the reason is because the next four minutes is just insane and it's just absolutely unbelievable I mean you guys don't know when I wasn't there you had the goal to talk about guitar solos and nobody mentioned this and I was like oh my god like this fucking dueling yeah, guitar that was, that was so really a conversation good. between Sam and Jules because I was like I don't care yeah, you're a disgrace, Sean. The, so, like, the, 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 it was absolutely brilliant. So then I was sitting there and I was like, all right, the last four minutes of Freebird is the definitive. <laughs> That's my favourite. And then I, felt, I thought of another one. I thought of another one. And I've decided that there's no argument that this is, this one is the greatest ending to uh, any album of all, at any time, right? And I'll give you guys the little, little clip it. It starts off like this. It goes, boom, 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 boom. 
We belong together And you know that I'm right Boom, 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 boom How could you love me and leave me and ever Say goodbye And and you all know now what it is, right? Boys to love you Oh, I didn't actually yeah, that, actually, I, actually, I'm, I'm sold. End of the road. End of the road on Cooley High Harmony. First debut album from Boys to Men. I was looking along my list. I saw all my Boys to Men albums. I, I thought, and I genuinely thought, I wonder if End of the Road is the last song. Of course it's the last song, because it's the perfect last song. Oh, that's incredible it sums up the sequencing. Whole entire, that, right? that is incredible. <laughs> the rest of the album as well, it's their debut album, has some like upbeat things. Like There's that Motown Philly, right? The success of this song then makes their whole career, right? All their subsequent sw- songs are this kind of style. They're like, and I would argue that out of all the songs we talked about, this is probably the best setting. I I think it's just like, it it, it is perfect. <laughs> I'm just like I was sold. I went, mm. I went nah, now there is no point. I'm not writing anything else. <laughs> I've got it. Well, yeah, and, and when you come to the end of the road, that's when you go from being a boy to being a man, isn't it? There you go, Shorty. That is perfect in every <laughs> single way. Well, you I can't mean, say any better. I, I, uh, I hate to disagree with what is a very passionately put and beautifully Thanks, presented and sung point. Thank but you. But I think I have just, uh, just, just what? now, just now, r- just realised what in fact is the greatest closing track of all time, and that is "L.A. Blues" by the Stooges from Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> which is just uh, four minutes and 52 seconds of noise with Iggy Pop growling and screaming. No, and uh, I'm not having that. I'm not after the I think that, that is, uh, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, Boys to Men arguing, beautifully made, great song, lovely. <laughs> but Iggy Pop screaming while he's naked? <laughs> I don't know. Can that be beaten? Mm. I don't think so. <laughs> nah. I mean, I was, uh, trying, I was looking for my list, and I think the only thing I've got left doesn't stand up to that. <laughs> no, it doesn't be Iggy Pop. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Does. I mean, do you want to know what it is? Go, Go on. on Reel them off. Reel oh, them but off it sounds really, it's, it sounds really disappointing because it's just it's uh, Tom Petty, American Girl, on on his first yeah, album. Yeah, I, I I saw that, and then I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fine. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's fine. Single. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it as yeah. good as End of the Road? If you're putting, I, if you listen, you can't say uh, End of the Road is just unbelievable. It, I, I can't describe to you how many times that song has has just gotten at me out of a of, of a relationship hole. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I was so happy when I when I came across it. I was like, I'm so happy that this is last. <laughs> Um, Sam has LA Blues got you any out of any holes relationship or otherwise many many, many. when my uh, when my wife left me uh, yeah 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 for sure I put LA Blues on and I took all my clothes off and I uh, <laughs> lived around the floor in that agony yeah, yeah. also uh, like on Phil the Mitchell South Park in a... yeah yeah <laughs> um, on the South Park movie um, mm. Mountain Town reprise is the uh, the last track <laughs> and I think that that deserves uh, a mention mention yeah that's cool that's a musical though. yeah it's a musical which i obviously have Ooh. it's the it's one of the only good musicals though otherwise i mean if we're going for soundtracks doesn't uh 
the what's it called the Jimmy Cliff one end with many rivers to cross oh okay there we go we have a winner that's pretty pretty good listen I don't know how you guys feel but maybe the one <clears throat> if there was a consensus where would it be possibly um Either the end or redemption song was that a consensus that we all had together? I would say one of those two or a day in the life. Yeah, yeah. If I so. Yeah. All right. I think probably end because it's the you know it's called the end. The end. But uh, yeah. I'm where I'd really want to pitch my tent is Jungle Land every time. No. Oh. Fair play. That's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that pitching your tent on that. I mean, I personally really like Tower of Song by Leonard Cohen, but I gather Sean isn't that fussed about it. I thought he would be. Mm. Not too bothered about it. We have very. Do you ever have. We have very different. When it comes to Leonard Cohen, we both really love him, but we love different stuff by him. Yeah, I mean, for me, if I was being really serious, it'd probably be Over the Rainbow. Uh, uh, The end is the consensus, isn't it? I'll go with the end, yeah. I mean, it's called The End, right? And and with that we can we can end this episode. I think it's uh, fair to say <laughs> um, it's been a really uh, really nice chat. Again, next week we will be talking about album title tracks or the title track of the album, if that makes sense. Um, which weirdly, in my sort of preliminary lookings, kind of leaves out a lot of albums <laughs> that I like. So um, it'll be an interesting one to kind of look into. I think um, might be a harder one, isn't it? It might be harder, but maybe we will can really zero in on a couple of like goodies, you know. Uh, listen, it's been great chatting. Uh, if you guys want to follow the mix up, we're on Facebook at the Mix Up. We are on Twitter at the Mix Up Podcast, and you can email us at the Mix Up at email dot com if you had to say your favourite last or first tracks. Uh, and as always, it is a f- uh, goodbye from Sean. Goodbye. It's a goodbye from Sam. Goodbye. It's a goodbye from me, Kyle. Everybody have a great week. I man don't like to get mixed up. Mix up, mix up. By pushing me mountain, something I can't do. No, no, no.